Welcome to the Emerging Temple broadcast. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends, at the end of time, to raise up a people who will rule with him. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you to like our page, to subscribe to our channel, and if there is a notification bell icon, I would like you to hit that bell so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. I want to encourage you to like this page so that we can develop the number of likes that we have so that we can come up in the rankings because we have a message that is critical for this hour and this time. So thank you so much for those of you who are already doing so. If you'd like to support our ministry, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. Or you can go to patreon.com and look for our handle, Emerging Temple. There's one, there's one that says Moses. So um, it's good to see who wrote the, the Psalms. Most of the Psalms, as you read through them, they have a certain... Um, themes and the one of the themes is that God is there for us all and uh, the the it just um, 2710 says God is there even if your mother and father have forsaken you and I think that's what basically the Psalms tell us is don't be afraid to come to God and know and don't be afraid to rely on God because God is there for you and another um, theory or another theme is um, that during national calamities, God is there. And I think, I think the theme there was is you might be a good person. You might be trying your best to love God and receive God's word. And a lot of other people aren't. And it causes problems that you do not have the authority to to help or to change but God does and to go back and rely upon God and um, I think one of the things I was looking for when I started the Psalms was festive songs and these are songs that are there to tell people um, to celebrate God to glorify God to enjoy God and God you know Eighty-one, fourteen. he says, hear me, walk my way. Why won't you walk my way? Why won't you hear me? And um, goes along to say, if we listen to God and do what God tells us, even just ourselves, we can have complete restoration. And as we spread that and give it, we can give restoration to whole communities and to our nations. And Again, um, the biggest thing to me in 138, 150 was to have a grateful heart, praise God. And 150 tells you, praise God everywhere at all times and reminds us that not just to be grateful for the good things, that even during the bad things, God is there. God carries us. God helps us. God gives us wisdom if we listen to get through those bad times. And um, I, I just enjoyed the um, celebration of God in most of the psalms. And that's that's what I 
found from the Psalms. Okay, what, you you'd read something from a Psalm, but I didn't get that. You said Psalm. You did. You mentioned uh, Psalm twenty-seven ten. Did you say ten twenty-seven or twenty-seven ten? Something like that. Twenty-seven um, ten. It says, "Even though I am forsaken by my mother and father, God will not forsake me." God says to us, "I will not forsake you." Even though, I'm think, yes, that's it. That's it. Yes. And I think it tells us that even if. Even if your mother and father forsake you, which is the worst. I mean, the nation might forsake you, friends, your job, anything else. But even if your mother and father, meaning the people closest to you, even if they forsake you, God is still there and has not forsaken us. Now, the, the Christian, the number one thing a Christian should know is, Expect to be forsaken by your father and mother. Take it as a given. Expect to be forsaken by your own children. Expect it as a given. What I don't understand is why when I was a baby Christian, they didn't drill this into my head. Because Jesus said so. He said, don't think I came to bring peace upon the earth. But now because I am come. A man's enemy shall be there of his own household. It shall be mother against daughter, father against son. Jesus said so. So there's something about giving your life to Christ that puts you at odds with those who were once your most loved and treasured people. And so it's great that the Psalm itself prophesied about this because this is something that we should experience, we should know as Christians. You know, when Jesus told Peter, you will forsake me, Peter was like, nah, nah, anybody could do that, but not me. I just told him, listen, before the cock crows, you'll deny me thrice tonight. Okay? So even though your loved ones forsake you, that doesn't mean you should forsake them. Amen? Amen. Jesus didn't forsake Peter. He said, he didn't come out from there. I said, you, 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 yeah, yeah. Remember you denied me? Well, now you're going to hell. No, he understood Peter's weakness and Peter himself did not understand his weakness. When your loved ones, when your mother, your father, when they disappoint you, when your child disappoints you, remember that they're just flesh, they're just human, okay? We all know what is ideal as a father, what is an ideal father. We all know what is an ideal mother. We all know what is an ideal child, but all these things exist only in the realm of the ideal, not in real life, amen? Amen. So we've got to be more patient with one another, okay? And when your loved ones deny you because you're a Christian, I mean, imagine people who are Muslims who become Christians. Think what they go through. I know a guy who lives in Ghana, but he was a Muslim in Nigeria, became a Christian. He got married to my cousin after he became a Christian, okay? And now he lives in another country, not because Nigeria is not safe. Nigeria is actually majority Christian. Well, a lot of people don't know that. Nigeria is like 60% Christian and 40% other religions. But his family is obligated under their understanding of their religion to kill him. Now, you take a guy like that and you think you've got problems with your family, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so just remember that this guy's family feels they have to kill him to do service to God. And Jesus said, 
a time will come when men will kill you believing they are doing service to God. Amen? Amen. All right. Okay. Um, I'm going to need help um, sharing. I know mom is on the line, but I don't think I've heard her speaking, so I doubt she wants to say much. Um, so I'll just go ahead. All right. Can somebody help me? I'm going to read um, from the book of Hebrews, the fourth chapter, Hebrews chapter four. Okay. Um, got to ask somebody to help me read that. So anybody who can, I, I don't know. Ebele, can you read that for me, please? Hebrews chapter four. If you can read, Ebele, if you can read from verse one to nine, and then somebody else can read from verse 10 to the end. Okay, so I'm just trying to find Hebrews. Did you say chapter four, yeah? Yes. Chapter four, chapter one to nine. Four, one to nine. Okay. Okay, and Dr. K, maybe you can read verses 10 to the end for me. Okay, but therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them, but the word which they heard did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. For we who have believed do enter that rest as he has said so i swore in my wrath we shall not enter my rest although the works were finished from the foundation of the world for he has spoken in a certain place of the seventh day in this way and god rested on the seventh day from all his works and again in this place they shall not enter my rest. Since therefore it remains that some must enter it and those to whom it was first preached did not enter because of disobedience. Again, he designates a certain day saying in David today, after such a long time as it has been said, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For if Joshua had given them rest, then he would not afterward have spoken of another day. There remains therefore a rest for the people of God. Amen. Let's talk about that before we go to the second part, okay? Okay. So the chapter are we reading in Hebrews? Chapter four. Okay. Okay, you're going to take it from verse 11, um, I think verse, verse 11, 10. verse 10 down. But let's talk about what the, the preamble that Abel just mentioned. Okay, so he starts off by saying that you and I have something to look forward to. He referred to it as rest, R-E-S-T. Okay? okay. Now, you're born again. You're filled with the spirit of God. You have peace with God because of the precious blood that's been shared by Jesus on your behalf. Yet, 
the writer is saying here that there is something up ahead <coughs> that God has promised you and it is waiting for you. He refers to that thing as rest. Okay? R-E-S-T. R-E-S-T. Okay? Now, can I ask you, what do you think or believe that R-E-S-T, rest, is? After all, if you die today, you're going to go to heaven. But Paul is saying that there remains a rest for the people of God. That means there's something ahead. I, I don't know anybody that, you know, it's, if it's a puzzle, let me know it's a puzzle to you, but it's a, it's a question. What do you believe that thing is? Because it's as though the, the writer sounds as though it's still up ahead. It's, it sounds as though it's something you and I have not yet attained to, correct? Right. So what is the rest? Eternal life. You have eternal life. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Isn't that what it says? John mm -hmm. chapter 3. Okay. Very popular scripture. So you already have eternal life. Well, so you do believe in Jesus, don't you? Yes. So okay. I guess first will be when we attain that um, place, um, I don't know, Holy of Holies. Of course, of course. But what we want to know is we want you to say what it is so that somebody who just came into the church today and doesn't know what Holy of Holies is knows what you're talking about. Well, that's when we rule with, with, with Christ. And, um, of course, all this, all these are different. You're giving us different synonyms <laughs> for the same thing. What, what is that thing? Well, what does it heaven, mean to rest? To rest is to, to be with him in heaven. Then if you use the, lay, the layman's word, it's just Paul rest. says you are sit. Paul says you are seated high up in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now. Hmm. Oh, let's let Dr. K or Liz take a shot. Is the rest the peace that we that we receive when we come to an understanding of who God is and who we are in him? That's the rest. But don't you have an understanding of who you are in God? Yes, but, um, you know, like you said, when somebody first... Um, becomes to believe in God that it takes them some time before they before they come to that realization even after they've decided to follow him it takes them time before they finally come they finally receive that peace that passes all understanding not necessarily you can receive that peace the very like in my case I received the peace today I gave my life to Christ I walked five miles not knowing I had walked five miles <laughs> Well, I'm saying I, I gave my life to Christ and 20 years later, after wrestling against myself, I finally came to that peace, you know? Have we lost him? 
I don't know. Have we left? We don't hear you. He's gone. From the Can you hear me, Kay? Yes, I can. Uh, uh, this reminded me of uh, Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, where uh, in Jesus' own words, he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly at heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Soon as he rest, that came into my mind. And I think it's, you know, it's a peace and understanding that we can stop swirling now that we have found God. And that becomes our rest. Uh, there's something specific he wants to know. And I, I don't know what that is, but this scripture popped into my mind. Thanks, because that's exactly what I was thinking, that he promised us that he would give us rest and, uh, and you know, that we wouldn't have to be struggling, fighting against everything, that we just take it to him. Well, like that. right now, uh, our world has been in such turmoil, and it is a time of constant prayer for me and speaking to the Lord to let him know that I know he has me in the best hands and all I have to do is fully lean and depend on him. And I kind of rebuke myself for swirling at times and not having that rest. Amen. Amen. So I don't know specifically what Brother Mike is, is expecting from us, but the moment I find myself stressing about external things that are happening around me and even to me, that I have to turn it over to God. That's where my only place of rest is. And when I stop and take the time to do that, I do become at rest. Yes, that's what I think too. And I think that kind of ties in with what Abeli was talking about in Ezekiel and what Nahum was talking about and even what Liz was talking about in the Psalms because God is saying, wait, you know what? I have everything for you that I'm the one that you can depend on for everything. So how dare you run to somebody else when you have me to take care of? And who are you to try to do everything in your own strength and in your own power and say that you're my people and I'm your God? Yeah, we, 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 we must go to him first. Yes, before, and only him. Before we get out of control because he owns us and we're part of him. We've given ourselves to him. We sing about it, we talk about it, but it's very easy uh, to slide out of that. That's why we have to be in communication with people of like mind, 
read our Bible, sing our songs, attend services, whichever way we can. Mm. Uh, I've found many a times where my husband's jobs moved us and we didn't have the church that I grew up in, a, a real faith believing church. And the only thing that was around was secular churches. I took my children anyway, but I didn't just let other people proselytize them and teach them. I got involved in Sunday school. I got involved in youth group and tried to talk about why we were there rather than just sitting at home. But, you know, I've had that thrown back in my face from the kids as if I hadn't tried. Now, if I hadn't have done something and never had worship and prayer in the home and scripture reading, uh, I think they would have something to uh, probably think they lacked. But there are people that are in the wilderness that don't get that much that still make it in, that still know God is supreme and on his throne. That's my comment. Yeah. Anybody else? I, well, I think I've exhausted all the options I can think of. I, um, I think the rest, I really, I think the rest he's referring to is a rest that we haven't attained yet. Um, and he says that only well, if reading the, the verse that we just read in Hebrews is a rest that is yet to come. Um, so from how I understand it, looking at this um, Hebrews that I've just read, where it says, um, and they shall, they shall not enter my rest. That's if he's a rest that is like something to come, like when when maybe on the day that Jesus appears and you know he comes to to rule the world and this the, the, the devil is bound and or maybe judgment day I mean, or maybe judgment day yeah very last uh, second judgment so judgment day I think that's the rest he's talking about those that would that would um you know, be welcomed into, into his kingdom. Well, in, in Hebrews 4, uh, verse 4, uh, he talks about uh, after the seventh day, um, uh, he, you know, he was resting from the works, you know. Yes. And, you know, Brother Michael always says this um, seventh day, that his work is in the work he's incompleted until until the day he comes on the very last day. I, I I need more I need more training on this part of the on this part of the scripture. To be quite honest, um, some say the Genesis isn't complete yet until until the day of judgment. That's that's the day. That's that will be the completion day, the day he then comes. And then we attend the final race. Well, I, I, well I don't uh, you read uh, in Hebrews, and also I went back. I don't, <laughs> but I was trying to read it, and it says, "For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as mm -hmm. I have sworn in my wrath, 
if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think, um, Ibeli, you know, I was thinking of, I was going to teach on, on Genesis this morning, but when yeah. you spoke on Ezekiel, I decided to go ahead and teach with uh, Nahum, which was what I had read the week before, because it went with it. But the seven, the seven days in Genesis that they're talking about the work that God is doing in each of our life. Certain yes. things on the first day, certain things he did on the second day, certain things he did on the third day. And the seventh day has not come yet. That is the day um, when Jesus will come again. Yes. So there's a couple of different levels here of breath mm. that hebrews is talking about all in the same all in chapter four so you know you everything talks about the physical realm and the spiritual realm and yes. then about the body of christ and about us personally but what i don't know is what um brother mike had intended to teach us here so because um Okay, so like it says, for he that is entered, chapter four, verse 10, for he that is entered into his rest, he also hath seized from his own works as God did from his. And when it's meaning, what this means is that he stops trying to be like God and then just relies fully on God. So that's mm -hmm. that struggle that, you know, I was talking about and mom was talking about when we're trying to fight our own battles and it's us against the world, not realizing that God has already fought the battle. He's already said that we win. He's just waiting for us to turn it over to him, to let him do it. Then we will enter his rest when we decide to stop it. Yes. I am back. Oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I had to take a call, I had to take a call from President Biden. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. So anyway, we don't know what you were trying to get at. We talked about some other scriptures here trying to get to what this rest is. So we're thinking that this rest is on multiple levels. And so we don't know what it was you wanted to tell us. So maybe you can just tell us. Okay. Matthew, where Jesus okay. take up my yoke. Um, you know, and I will give you rest. Yes. Okay. The rest is the same thing we've been looking for from the beginning. The place in which K will be totally annihilated and all that will exist in her is God. Okay that no matter what style the Bible uses to describe it, um, look at, um, where is it where it says, God shall be all in all? Can somebody find that for me? I think it's Corinthians. Corinthians. I'll show you what I mean. Uh, I think Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, I think.
Sorry, I'm not so fast today. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 28. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 28. Okay. Anybody found it? I'm in. Go ahead, Liz. When finally all has been subjected to the Son, he will then subject himself to the one who made all things subject to him, so that God may be all in all. Okay. So, I want, you to, I want us to take a, a minute. Remember, we're talking about rest. Okay? Right now, if I get up to go have dinner, is it all God that did that, or was it partly God and partly me? Partly God and partly me, right? If he didn't yeah. give me life to breathe, I wouldn't be able to walk, right? And if I didn't decide with my own will that I'm going to the refrigerator to get something, there would be no, I wouldn't get there, correct? That's true. Okay, fine. Right. Now, when Jesus rose from the dead, did he rise by his own power or did he rise by the power of the Holy Ghost? Holy Ghost. Because... Thank you. That's what the Bible says. Okay. They said uh, that same spirit which raised Christ from the dead, if it dwells in your mortal bodies, shall also quicken your mortal bodies. Everybody remember that? Yes. Okay, good. So that same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. So it was the spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead. When you're dead, it means you're dead, correct? Yes. What do we do with your body? We lay it to what? Rest. rest. There you go. We lay you to rest. We lay the body to rest. Okay. Now, if the body is at rest, it means there is no more of you in it. But God himself can quicken that body, make it alive, and make it move. So what this writer is saying here is that for now, you and I are still wrestling with our own effort to get different things accomplished in life. Amen? Yeah. Amen. He said, but... We should believe that a day, and you notice when you read day there, it was uppercase D-A-Y, correct? Correct. Yes. Am I correct? I don't know, because I can't I see mine. Where, where are you looking at? Uh, in Hebrews, in Hebrews, where Abele read. Hebrews 4. Hebrews 4. Is the no. day, no. Is, no. Does, it to, does it say today? It's just a regular day. Okay, look at today, where it said today. Is it uppercase D? Um, no. Oh, okay. yeah, it is. it is. In verse 7. Okay. In verse okay, 7. Okay, good. So you Again. see an uppercase T-O, correct? Yes. Then there's a space, and then there's the word D-A-Y, correct? Yes. Yes. So it's not today. It's not talking about today, T-O-D-A-Y, like you and I would say, uh, I'll see you later today. 
It's talking about a particular day. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. The Bible Amen. refers to it as the day of rest, the Sabbath. But it's not talking about Saturday, okay, like some of us think it is. It's talking about a, an era that is to, that you and I will enter into. But this era, <laughs> sorry, this era already exists because Jesus, God himself, entered into it after he finished his six-day work. Isn't that what the writer just told you and I? Yes. Good. So there is a dimension of existence called rest. God, our Father, has finished his work and has entered into it. Jesus, our brother, has finished his work and has entered into it as well. Now, you are expected to enter into that rest. That is where you let go and let God. Amen. 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 So that even if we crucify you and put you in a grave and roll a big stone on the third day, you will rise again, not by your own power, but by the power of God. This is referring to your job situation. It is referring to your marriage situation. It is referring to whatever you dare to believe God about. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's not talking about one day in the future. Because if it was in the future, it wouldn't have been in Genesis chapter 1, which is in the past. That day is now if you believe now. You know, Amen. I was okay. telling them, I yes. was telling them that originally I was going to speak on Genesis, but when Abele was talking um, in Ezekiel, I decided, okay, I'll speak on Nahum. But in yes. Genesis, that when God created us, He breathed life into us, and we were a finished, we were a finished work when He created us. We're the ones that don't acknowledge that he created us with everything that we needed so we struggle against what he has already created what he's already finished we just don't want to accept well it. We, we we ourselves are not a finished work the rest r-e-s-t that god made okay is a finished work okay that's, that's why right, the bible saying, says and he blessed him he blessed that day. Remember in Genesis, he never said he blessed the sixth day or the fifth day or the second day or the first day. He said he blessed the seventh day. Amen? Amen. So when God formed you and I, no, we were not a finished work. We were a beginning of a work. The work requires three steps. The first step was Step one, done by the father when he created us. Step two was the son when he gave us salvation. And step three will be completed when the Holy Ghost quickens and changes us in the twinkling of an eye, which you and I expected. Okay, but that's okay. That's okay. I mean, it's, it's fine. I just have to, you know, put things in our, in our context. Now, 
Can you please, I think someone's supposed to read from verse 10 down. I don't, I'm sorry for the delay. I, I've taken too long. I'm not living by my own example. Sorry, please go ahead and read, finish um, from verse 10. Okay. Yes. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath seized from his own work as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints of marrow, and is the, is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight. But all things are naked and opened unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Did you want me to continue all the way to the end of the chapter? Amen. Seeing yes. That, yes, please. Okay. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Amen. Okay. Notice the phrase there says, the word of God is sharper than a two-edged sword, dividing soul from spirit. Do you remember that? Yes. You just read that, correct? Okay. Yes. Why would God want to divide your soul from the spirit of God? Would he want to do that? Would God want to separate your soul from the spirit of God? To give it Not your questions. Sorry. Would, sorry, say that again. No, to give it rest. Would God... How could your soul have rest if it is separated from the spirit of God? No, I think I think I think it meant to separate your spirit from its your soul. Fleshly soul, yes. Self. Okay. Mere carnal self. Okay. Yes, carnal self. Okay, but separating soul from spirit. Your soul is influenced by negative spirits. So the spirit it's talking about, there's not the spirit of God. No, it's your own God spirit. God would not want to separate your soul from the spirit of God. No, it's from your own spirit. Amen? No. If anything at all, the word of God will join your soul to the spirit of God. I think it, Correct? I think it Yeah, um, go on. Yeah, yes, but I think it means just say, for instance, you have um, a problem in your family and you spend all your time thinking about this problem and God gives us that tool to separate that fear. And that Excellent. Fantastic. That's and what I was trying us, to get at. Gives us that spirit of God of calmness. He gives you the word. He gives you the word. The word of yeah. God is what he's saying there. The word comes and separates your soul from that spirit that is tormenting you. So those of us who take 
the word of God as an optional thing to be engaged in are hurting ourselves because the word of God separates you, that's the soul, from the spirits that are taking advantage of whatever circumstance they can to torment you. Amen? Amen. And then it goes on to say that you have a high priest that intercedes. Is that not so? Dr. Yeah. K, you're the one who read that. Please, where, where was that? What verse was that? Verse 14. It says, What does seeing, it say? Yeah. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us fast our profession. Continue. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us go ahead. Come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. The work of a high priest is to intercede. Okay? To intercede is to come in between two. Isn't that so? Yes. yes. So that's the word of God. The word of God is our high priest. Amen? Okay. So what we are seeing here is the pathway to rest is confidence in the word of God. Confidence that what God has spoken about you and I, he himself will bring it to pass. You don't have to stress yourself. Remember last week? We talked about, I talked about how when I first became a Christian, I would always want to read all these books in the Bible that, you know, people never went to. And, you know, most Christians who had been there before me and were not really interested in those things, they thought, oh, these things are just too difficult. One day when we go to heaven, we'll understand it. I'm like, well, why is it here now? Okay. <laughs> all right. So at God's time, he brought me to an understanding of those things. So Every single one of us at this moment, there's something that's a challenge in your life or some things. And God is saying, if you believe me that I raised Jesus from the dead, then believe me that I will raise you up from this problem, this, this circumstance, this weight, this situation that you find yourself in. All I want to have is your faith in me. That's why the chapter started with, for the word preached to us was also preached to them, but it didn't profit them because they didn't mix it with faith. Amen? Thank you. Amen. So that was what I wanted to share with us from the book of Hebrews today on chapter four of Hebrews. So I solicit your prayers. I solicit your support. Okay, I want to thank you for your time. For those of you who have been faithful, you know, uh, supporting this work, for being involved, sharing these videos. Okay, don't be, don't, don't, don't get weary. Don't be weary. Don't get tired. Your strength is supposed to come brighter and brighter every day. Okay, keep pressing on. Share these videos with your family and friends. Start watch parties on Facebook. Go on these videos so your friends and family can discuss it. 
okay? And continue to write us. Write me through Facebook. Write me through you know, the, the comment section here on YouTube, okay? So I want to encourage you. Thank you so much for the way you've been supporting us. Thanks so much for all that you've been doing. We really appreciate it. Remember what I said, if you want to continue listening to us, order, you can always go, okay, to our website. You can see the online radio channels that you can get us through. Like I mentioned um, Apple's iTunes, I met Apple iTunes, I mentioned um, Spotify, and I think Google. You can also, you know, there are other platforms also through which you can hear us through audio, okay? I want to encourage you to subscribe to our channel and to, you know, Hit the like buttons. Hit the like buttons. I can't say that enough. Every time you watch these videos through YouTube, hit the like buttons. Now, if you're watching through Facebook or you're watching through some other video like WhatsApp, it's not going to show here, so you won't even see a like. But if you're watching through YouTube, I want to encourage you. Or Facebook, wherever it is, I want to encourage you. Hit that like button. Okay? Hit that like button. It matters to us. Okay? Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much for everything that you've been doing, you know, by watching our videos. 